Hello and welcome to Muse and Metrics. This is your host, Philippa Burgess. This is season five, episode 12, and today's topic is dedicated to learn. Hello, my name is Joy Agbo. I am a software developer, um, a back-end software developer, and um, my tech stack is Node. I work with Node and the Express and Express. I am also um, a women, the Women Tech Makers Ambassador, the Google Women Tech Makers Ambassador. I got into tech sometimes around 2019, I think late 2019, after my national youth service, because as after my national youth service in Nigeria, after your your university, you go for a compulsory national youth service. So after my national youth service, I I think I finished something. I think, I think November or so. I came back home. I was searching for a job. I couldn't find a job. Actually, I read um, psychology in the university. I um, I owe a degree in psychology. So after the service, I couldn't get a job. So that period of looking for what to do, sending out applications, and I wasn't getting response. I think somewhere, somewhere along the line, I came across tech on Twitter. I just joined Twitter, so I came across I came across tech, and someone was like, I I, I read an article there, and somebody was like, oh tech 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 tech. tech. I was like, oh, what is tech? What's it all about? What is tech all about? I decided to just dive in. I said tech. I just left it. I left it then. Twenty twenty came and I, I was still also still searching for job that's in my field of psychology. So um, I remember traveling for a scholarship that was in February 2020. I came back from the fellowship, not, not for a scholarship exam. I think immediately I came back from that scholarship exam and that was when the COVID-19 pandemic, though it has started, but that was the period, the, the lockdown. That was lockdown. They just, I think, immediately I came back, not so long. They said, oh, everywhere in Nigeria, there's lockdown, no going out, go back home, everything. So I was, that period was like, I felt somehow that period, I was not really happy. Being, I had to stay at home, morning, nothing, not doing anything. So then I think Twitter was like a safe place for me. I was always on Twitter. I was checking and checking and checking. So I decided to okay, let me let me check this tech thing that I've been seeing everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. So then I I just picked interest. I said okay. First of all, I I downloaded an app on my phone. So I was I think the first language I saw was JavaScript. I I, I was like oh let me check JavaScript. What's so sweet? Let me check. I was checking it. I was walking, checking, then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I was feeling some, I started feeling some on my head, I like, what is this? In Nigeria, we would say something like, what is this one? This thing too hard, you know? I was like, what is this? I was not understanding what I was doing. It was somehow, I felt somehow, I couldn't understand. I wasn't getting anything. I'm just like, okay, I'll just leave this thing. I forgot about it totally. I left that I left it. I left JavaScript. So I still kept on searching for job because I must work. I have bills to pay. So I then in 2021, I think 2021 will be my entry fully. It will be like the year I entered. Will I say I dedicated my time? I came across um a a nonprofit organization that's the Women Textas Fellowship in 2021 i think something uh, around march i saw an advert on twitter from them so they were like the the program is just all about women and um, trying to bridge the gap the gender gap in the tech space and all that so i decided to apply that was in 2021 in 2021 i applied i didn't get in 
when 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 I got the rejection, I felt somehow I felt bad. I was like, oh, I felt bad at first, but I I I just left it and I decided to look for other opportunities. I think I came across another opportunity also. I signed up. I started learning. Although then I was already learning on free code camp. That was I was learning HTML. I had to go back again. I I, I did some research. Then I I came. I I heard that I learned that you have to you know start from the beginning HTML CSS. So I decided to start HTML and CSS. Then I was using a very 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 terrible computer. My my PC was just two gig RAM. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't really know what the 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 specification I needed. I was just I was just okay. They said tech tech is it? Just go do it. I didn't know that there is certain criteria you have to meet. There are some things you have to your your system has to be at a certain spec. So I was using a two gig RAM laptop. And it was terrible. It was so terrible. I was doing that. I was. I joined another program. That's a, a program. They said the program was beginner friendly. I was doing it. I was doing well, but I later discovered that it was not. It was not really beginner friendly like they said. So um, I couldn't complete the program. I had to drop out and. Above, do you, another reason why I had to drop out, my laptop was so bad, like terrible, very, very, very bad. I had to, to drop out. My laptop got spoiled. I fixed it. It spoiled again. I don't know what to do anymore. I, I still don't know what to do anymore. So I just left the laptop. I left it and I left tech. That period, I just stopped anything that has to do with tech. I left tech. I, I was still searching for a job actually. So I I later signed up for a a writing course. I took a copywriting course. So I decided to, you know, start writing. Do I, I love writing. I used to write when I was in secondary school, even when I was in the university, I used to write. Although not professionally, I was just writing for fun. And then I decided to I decided to continue writing. So I signed up for that writing course and I finished the course. I signed up on Upwork. I think Upwork, you, you know Upwork. Upwork is a freelance platform. So I got, I think I signed up, I got a gig. I was writing for a, um, a blog. Then this year, I, I think I officially launched again into the tech space this year again. So this year, no, no, last year, sorry, that was 2022, last year, the Women Texters Fellowship again, that's Tech for Dev. Tech for Dev is a social nonprofit organization. So Tech for Dev put up another advert for new intakes for their fellowship, the Women Texters Fellowship. So this time, I think I was more prepared and um, I, I applied. They are, they are, the application process is not really that easy, but I took my time this time. I, I wrote the, the application because there are some questions you answer. I took my time. I wrote the application. I, I submitted, okay. And when the first stage of the application, when I got an email for them, oh, um, that I got into the second stage and the second stage is you make it, um, like a motivation video. Oh, why do you want to get into the Women Texas Fellowship? And I did the video. I did the motivational video. Then I sent it. Then they sent a message. Oh, congratulations. Um, you take your assessment. I took the assessment. Although uh, taking the assessment, I was kind of scared. But I still went ahead. I took the assessment. After the assessment, then finally, I got the congratulations. Oh, yeah, congratulations. You've gotten into the Women Texas Fellowship class of 2023. And I, I would like, I, I screamed because, okay, we had um, a virtual interview. During the virtual interview, I thought maybe I didn't do very well because I felt I didn't really give my all during the course of the interview. And so... And uh, when I got the congratulation mail, I was so happy. Like, 
my heart was so full of joy because I said, finally, what I have, I've always wanted, I've gotten it. I, I want to go into this tech space. And I'm going into this tech space with women like me because what tech for them, what Women Texas Fellowship stands for is, is something I love. They stand for to bridge the gap. They're talking about inclusion, diversity, you know, about women, women getting into tech, getting more um, women, like women tech entrepreneurs. You know, they are all about networking, um, the network, mentorship, the training. The training was not easy. Uh, the training was for six months. It's, it was a six-month training. Um, we had um, classes every day, Monday to Friday, 10 a.m., to 2 p.m. Nigerian time. I had um, fellows fellows in my class from other African countries. I even had a fellow that was joining us from New York then. Though she's from Ghana, but she was joining us from New York then. And I, 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 knew, I, I knew how it wasn't easy for her. The training was, was good. Outside the training, the technical training that we were taught, we were also giving them... Um, soft skill training, soft skills on how to the, the workplace, how to navigate the workplace because they said it's not only about your technical skills. Without um, soft skills, you can't stay in a company. You can't work with a team because you need to have soft skills to be able to work. And so the, my journey into tech started, let me say officially last year when I joined the Women Texas Fellowship. The journey was, it, is not, it has not really been easy, but I'm grateful how far I've come now. And um, although I didn't go back to soft um, front end anymore because I discovered I was not really, um, I had, I was not really the colorful kind of person. So I think I think more, I do something that has to do more abstract and thinking. So I had to go for the back end now. So. Currently, I work as a back-end. I, I do back-end development. And um, for um, the fellowship ended, um, that was March this year. I successfully graduated. And uh, <laughs> I successfully graduated the fellowship this year, although when we were going into the fellowship, we were um, 1,400 fellows. But graduating, we were 800 plus that graduated out of 1,400. I'm, I'm super excited because I'm one of those that graduated. It's, it wasn't really easy, you know, six months. For most of us, some, most of us, it was our first time. Why some, they've been in the field for a very long time. So the, um, after the fellowship, you go for internship. Although I've not yet been placed on an internship, I'm also looking for myself. Aside the internship, I have been participating in hackathons. I have participated, I think, over three or four hackathons now. I've not won anyone yet. I hope to win one soon. And um, then my journey into the Women Tech Makers Ambassador Program, I came across the Women Tech Makers Ambassador Program from the Women Techers Fellowship also. We have an alumni group. So... It was posted on our alumni group that um, we can, that, oh, it's, we should register and, you know, and, you know, that it's a good platform. You know, you get to meet, you network, and, you know, get to learn. And so when I checked the Women Technicals Ambassador Program and I saw what it's all about, I, I think I love I love what the Women Technicals Ambassador is all about, you know, trying to bridge the gap, just like what um, the Women Tech Fellowship is all about. I think it's the same thing also. And I'm super excited I got into the program. You know, when I went back and I checked what I wrote for the Women Technicals Ambassadors program, I, I think one of the reasons why I got it was my journey. I, I wrote I wrote my journey, how I got into the tech space. And um, I'm someone that is always advocating for women to be independent, for women to be able to have something to do, um, get into, there's not, you, you, as a woman, because you're a woman doesn't mean you should be limited. And the tech space is not only 
for men because I've seen, I, I think I remember there was a time I, I asked someone to help me out. He was a guy. He the 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 response I got was not was not something I liked. And I felt harassed by the guy then because I was asking you a question instead of you to respond, you were saying something else, you know, kind of attacking. Attacking, there's a kind of way he tried to attack, but I, I don't really want to dive, dive into that because it's something that has passed. Because at that period, I felt I felt bad because I told my siblings about it. I'm like, okay, see, I was asking this boy something. Instead of him to just answer me what I want, he said a different thing. I just left that. I didn't bother. So stuff like that made me to say, no, I must. I must. Even if I don't know what I am doing. I will continue. This deck, I must get in. And I must do it. I must do it. I must come out and I must help. I will help other women. Because coming, like, I'm coming from a non-technical background. Non-technical background. Coming into tech. I will bring other people. And I'm happy because that last year, um, during the course of the Women Texas Fellowship, we then we usually go for advocacy that's during the girl child the world went celebration of the girl child so i remember last year we went to three um yeah three facilities also we went to two secondary schools and um a church so we went i would say we took the gospel of tech and stem to them so we went there and the responses we got was was wonderful I think as at yesterday, somebody called my my sister and told her that oh, one of the students that we went to their school that the daughter has been disturbing him that oh he wants that she wants students that she should call that call call them call them and that he also wants his wife to to join and anywhere I go I always talk about tech I I I think since since I've been talking about tech space I went to schools. I, I've spoken to my friends. I think I have two people that I know personally that reached out to me to help them. I helped them. Two of them got into the Women Texas Fellowship this year, class of 2024. I helped, I, I, I helped the both of them. They got in. And there were other women, I and some alumni, we came together that we were able to get into this, this fellowship. Why not help other ladies who have interest to get into the fellowship also so i we spoke to we we put out a form like uh, a google form so that for people that wants to join those that express interest we got over 200 responses and so from that 200 responses we had a criteria to um like to streamline them when we streamline them we streamline them to 100 so the 100, we told them to go ahead and apply. We told them what the fellowship, we had um, a Google Meet meeting with them. We explained what the fellowship is all about. We told them that, okay, um, this is what is it, this is it, this is it. This is how you're supposed to fill your application form. Out of all of them, though, you know, not everybody, some applied, some did not apply. And uh, when the results, um, when the time came for the, um, application when they submitted those that got into the um, assessment stage. I think we had over over fifty got into the assessment stage, and after the assessments, I think thirty five of them got to the virtual interview, and they just um, gave the admission recently. So out of the thirty five, I think twenty three got into the fellowship and that's the 23 that's for the for that's for the group i am with fellow alumni that organized that's that's just part of what trying to help our community then 23 plus the two i know personally that i helped no i think i helped five i had two, two i had a friend i think plus there are five in in total that's um that's that's uh, 28 so I think I, I was able to help 28 ladies to get into tech this year. Thank you. 
That's phenomenal. I, and I, I love your story of just kind of keeping, even if you need a rest, even if you need a break, just keep coming at it. And sometimes it's not us. It's the external things. Like you said, your computer just kind of, there were real limitations there. That's so inspiring. I love that. And I love how you've turned it around and, and just brought it back to others because I believe these opportunities are so important and, and they just, they're, they're literally life-changing yes. and just, tra I mean, we talk about transformation and opportunity and community and all of those things. So I'm so excited to hear that. I love that. And, uh, and I think that you're not the only one that I've interviewed who said my background is in psychology or sociology. Uh, I personally studied international relations. And yet at the same time, I, for me, I always gravitated to tech, but I never defined it as tech. I, I did, like, for example, I went to college many, many years ago, decades, in fact. And it was the early 90s that I learned about HTML. And that I could prop up a website. And at that time, that was the only way you built a website. And it was, and I just, but I did it because I just naturally gravitated to it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And this is how you write it. And same thing with, I stayed professionally in digital marketing, digital media, a lot of entertainment communications media, which is why I have a podcast. It's so natural to me. And I think that giving a voice, giving a platform to other people in tech who don't have maybe those soft skills as up and as, 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 as developed as I do in those areas. But I've always uh, I learned CSS. I learned so many things, Drupal and just many things along the way, but nobody ever encouraged me in technology as far outside of the, the role model that my own parents played. And my dad was a huge tech uh, early adopter in all things. And I, I kind of have that instinct to be an early adopter and I'm, I'm always willing to learn. But professionally, I was in the creative arts. I was in the marketing. I was always kind of pushed to administration or marketing departments. Nobody ever said, oh, come into our technical team. And for me, I, I when I went back to school for graduate school, I went, actually went back for urban planning. And it was the geographic information science, the data science that absolutely, like, I got so excited about. And I could see myself relative to my classmates that they just had little interest in learning RStudio and Python and GIS. And I was all about it. I was like, tell me more. Like, where do I start? Where do I sign up? Where do I learn this? And then I realized there was another program I needed to start in. And that was a geographic information science and technology. And so that's a whole other world that I've discovered of geospatial, which is its own niche. It's separate of just people who study data analysis, data science. So my goal is to become a spatial data scientist. And with that, I extended to a full second master's, which I'm in right now in human security and geospatial intelligence, because I see a lot of need related to disaster resilience, disaster response. And every week we're seeing things in the news that are, you know, another place has been hit by an earthquake, hit by a flood, hit by a firestorm. And so that's kind of the work that I want to do. But when I was just starting in my program, I was getting a like a certificate was the very first beginning in what they call GIST, Geographic Information Science and Technology. And that's when I started scanning the horizons because I was like, now I'm a woman in tech. Now I am a woman in STEM. I can own this identity. I'm in my 40s and I can own this identity that I've never been allowed to own before, even though I've been in and around doing tech for decades. But this was now my time that I was like, I now have a degree I'm in. And so when I saw the application for Women Tech Makers and I saw a couple of other scholarships and opportunities, I just went for them. And like you said, you don't always get everything. I was joyful about the ones that I did get, but I was also, you know, some things I, I just, but I've, I've learned. And I think like you did too, you just kind of keep raising your hand and you invite all these other women and, and girls to continue to raise their hand. And you had 200 to choose from. You narrowed it down to a hundred. Not everybody, you know, did what needed to be done. And, and it got whittled and whittled and whittled and ultimately 25 got through so I think you kind of don't want, you know, people to take it too personally. It's a process. We all do the best that we can. And uh, so, yeah, this is, I, I am so inspired by your journey and your story. Uh, so tell me a little bit more 
about uh, where you see, you know, she talked about the back end and getting really excited about the back end. And I think if you're anything like me, you learn that tech is a learning journey. There's so, there's things that you're doing and then there's levels that you want to get to, to go next. So what do you see on the back end? So the thing that's really exciting for me is like, I'm learning databases and I want to learn how to use Google Earth Engine, which I don't know how to use yet. It's not a software we use in school. Uh, but in what I've, but actually one of my class assignments is to compare the software we use with, and I've, I've chosen Google Earth Engine is, is kind of comparing it to it. And it says that basically Google Earth Engine, you need to use JavaScript to write it. So learning JavaScript is not something I know yet, but I'm sure that that will be like the next thing that I need to get into and pick up. So what advice do you have for people starting out and or starting out in JavaScript specifically is my personal question. Oh, <laughs> JavaScript. Oh my, JavaScript. Um, every developer will tell you that JavaScript is kind of hard and it's very broad. So it's not hard and it's not that broad. It's broad, yes, very broad. I remember during the fellowship, the, 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 when we wanted to do something that has to do with JavaScript, our facilitator had to pause and he was like, so tell me, what has been your greatest fear? He said he knows that every developer is kind of scared of JavaScript, that everybody's saying JavaScript is, is broad. You cannot, you know, you can't know it all. And, um, and... I, I, I remember that I voiced that I'm like, okay, I learned HTML, I learned CSS for JavaScript. The things I heard about JavaScript made me scared. So I couldn't, I, I, I just, anytime I want to start learning, I'll push back a little. I'll just like, you know, push back. And so he, he took that fear away from us. He told us that um, JavaScript is not difficult. That is not that we shouldn't be scared. That JavaScript is a very good language. That in fact, almost everything they use JavaScript for almost everything now. You know, before it was basically used on the browser, but now it is used. You can use it on the server side back end, which is what I'm doing. And so I think if you're just going in for JavaScript, you're just starting out. Don't allow what other developers are saying. Oh, it's too broad. It's hard. It's this. No. First of all, learn the basic. The basic, very important. If you know the basics of JavaScript, it's, it will be easy for you. Knowing the basic is very important because when even if you, you start using a framework, you still have to know the basic. If you don't know the basic, you can't use a framework like Node.js. Like, um, you can't use a framework for it. You have to know the basics. So if you are just starting out in um, in JavaScript, I would advise you to start learning. Learn the basics. Know the um, data structure, um, the um, sorry, the uh, data types, and a boolean. Uh, those data types. Just learn those basics. Start from the basic before you dive into using framework. Although when you start using framework, it's a little bit easier. But knowing the basics is very important. Well, I do think one thing that I, I'm learning is because I'm and I'm doing some of it through university and I'm doing it some of it self-study. And even our university points to resources like LinkedIn Learning or Free Data Camp or Data Camp or Free Free Code Free Code Camp Free Code Camp Free Code Camp. Yeah. Uh, they point to things like Free Code Camp or uh, Data Camp or other things to, you know, actually help us get started because they don't know what level all of us are at who are in the class and they want to just make sure we all have a baseline. So they point us to these resources to get started. So I did an SQL uh, course over the summer. I'm doing a Python course right now. Uh, but I know that I'm in the Women Developers Academy and I want to go kind of further. And my goal is to become a Google development expert and in this geospatial world. And, and I can't do that without knowing and, and being functional uh, and, and an expert in Google Earth Engine. And so when I was kind of one of my, like I said, my current assignment, I specifically picked the task because we were supposed to compare two tools and, and I actually need to do like a tool within these broader systems. And when I was kind of getting my, my first 
kind of run at it. It was like JavaScript. I, it, but I, but I, what you're saying is about the, uh, you know, Boolean and the, the, the data types. What I, what I'm getting is that once you know them, they're applicable across all software, all the platforms. So the idea is that it might be a bit harder when you're beginning since so many of these things are new to you. But once yeah. you get going, you see them again and again and again. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You're correct. If you if you know if you know the basics, if you know the data types, you know you just know the basics of about it and constant like continuous learning because every day I'm still learning. I'm still even me. I'm still learning every day because everything you get, you know, you learn every day in this tech space. You just can't stop learning. You can't stop learning every day. New. New technologies is coming and you have to, you know, you have to get to know it. You have to learn it. You know, you have to like follow the trend. So it's important also, you know, the basic. Once you know the basics, is is I think across programming languages, I think the, the, the basics, I think it's almost the same thing. The data types are almost the same thing. So if you know the basics of 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 a programming language, I think knowing the fundamentals, the basic will help you more. And so it's good you start, you look for courses that are easier and um, that are easy for you. Some courses are kind of advanced, but you might not know. They might tell you, oh, it's, this is a beginner friendly. But once you get in, you might get confused because I've faced such things before, me, myself too. I've um, picked a course and I'm taking a, I'm like, oh, this, this, this is not a beginner course. This is for people that, you know, advanced, people that have, you know, they are in the game already. Like they know it very well. Maybe for a mid, a intermediate, or, or advanced. But so it is. As a beginner, go for um the go for the basic. Like I said, the fundamentals. And also, I I think I advise people to go for and uh, to pre code camp. It's their resources are very good, and it's beginner. I'm also I also I'm also still taking courses on free code camp i'm still learning on free code camp myself so i think i would advise also you go to free code camp free code camp is beginner friendly then there's the w3 schools also that's also that's also friendly they they are also friendly i think there was a course i took on uda city and um a javascript course too it's also good somebody recommended screen bar to me i do i've not really gone like i've not really checked it out but someone recommended screen bar to me and so i think also that is also good i yeah i know that there's a lot out there i think that's probably some of what it is it is is it can be so overwhelming there's just so many different places there's no lack yes. of places to learn this as, as i find i I am not a linear learner. I have known that about myself. I like to take in a little bit, like I'll finish a course, but it's not the only thing. I'm also reading a book. I'm also have an audio book going. I'll look for a video on YouTube. And then I, it just kind of comes together. But I tend to like gathering re different resources and kind of going through them. Uh, yeah. And often I'll, I'll go from start to finish, but I, I'm doing a couple at the same time. And it sort of, they all sort of feed and ultimately I get there. Uh, and the other thing that's absolutely changed my life, like really changed my life is I can ask chat GPT. I can ask Bart. Yeah. And it is, it, it gives me so much more comfort to know that I don't have to dig through the resource. I don't have to go through, even if we have a companion book or a reading, I have to dig in to like find the specific answer to my question. I can just ask chat GPT. It's really good at coding. And I'm able to answer all sorts of questions that I couldn't otherwise if that tool didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. And also, yes, I forgot to mention that there are lots of resources out there that can, you know, you 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 would just want to okay, you check this particular resource, oh you 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 will not finish it, then you go to another one. There are lots of resources out there. That's why I said you should look for the one that you know that you 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 can do like you enjoy you know learning that's why i recommended a free code camp because of the way it is structured the way it is and um don't don't start you you go to, on youtube you take this course you check this course you check this course check this course just 
there are lots of information out there. There are lots of resources out there. So you just have to check and, you know, streamline it. And also, as you are learning, um, you should also be building. I think I learned that one when I just started at the cell. It's not about learning, even after learning. If you don't build, you can't do anything. You, 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 what you learn is, is not, it's just, <laughs> it's not just it at all. Because even if you are learning, you, you, you can take all the courses and everything, have all the certificates. If there is no project to show, if there is nothing to show, then your learning is just, is as good as not learning anything. Because when, in, when, um, the recruiter, when maybe when you, you, you're looking for a job and the recruiter is like, okay, show me your portfolio, show me what you've done. And the only thing you can show them is just a bunch of certificates that you've gotten, nothing to show. There was the essence. But, and also when you learn online, when you, you know, take those courses on YouTube, um, on Freecode Camp and all that, when you learn and you build, you are also like, you become, you, are get, you become an expert also because Learning and building is what makes you a developer because there, there's no point learning anything if you're not going to build. So it's good you build, you build and you use what you've learned. You, you, you learn and you use what you've learned to build projects. There are lots of beginner-friendly projects you can build. Um, you, can, you, you can use what you've learned to build. So that's why it's, they always say that it's not about um, learning. I, I think there's somebody on, on LinkedIn I love um, Danny Thompson, if I if I remember, he he said, just don't learn, just don't learn, just don't watch videos, take tutorials without building, because it is what you've built from what you've learned that you will show to rec recruiters, that you will show that yes, what you've learned, what you've learned, you've you use, you are using what you've learned to build something. I think that is yes, so important, and and it's interesting, like on the map siding we build maps. So my deliverable is a map. And I gave a talk uh, on women in GIS. It was a lightning talk and the topic was education. And they were talking about how we are, you know, I just shared my growth in a year and explaining how I had not heard of these different platforms or tools a year ago, and then showed what I had learned. And my examples were, and here are the maps. So I could sort of show how my portfolio was coming together in terms of how to create these data maps. And yet the, the software is so challenging to learn. It's taken me a while that even one of the most basic functions, which is how do you create features? And that's a project we're learning about right now in our, in our Python customization class. And we had to put 20 points on a map. And I realized, I was like, wow, I don't even know how to do this one function in a simple, clean way. I've always, I don't know, done it either complicated or didn't quite do it or imported data. And, and so I love what you're saying about create data maps. And as I get more into tech and tech development, I mean, part of Google Earth Engine, why do I want to learn JavaScript is so I can create data and mapping projects through that platform and say, okay, here's, here's what we can do with this tool. And so I love that. What you're saying is like, make sure that you're, you're, you're building your portfolio. I think that is, uh, I have another 18 months of school and that is absolutely the goal is to come out of school with a very uh, rich and, and something I'm really proud of in terms of a, a tech portfolio, but also a creative portfolio. I'm so like I said, I said I had issues first of all with my laptop, Plus, I was coming from a non-tech background, learning JavaScript, and um, I was new to the field. But when I, I decided to go into tech, I know my laptop. I, I didn't, I, like I said, I, I didn't know the spec that was needed. So I, I was learning JavaScript. I stopped. I downloaded a, a, an app on my phone. I was learning... I was writing, I didn't know what I was doing. I stopped. I left it totally, like I left it. I'm like, it's not, I don't, I, I just left it. But in 2021, after the COVID-19, you know, when they were, you know, the lockdown was not that, like the way it was before where everybody has to. In 2021, that was that, the period I came across the Women Texas Fellowship. I, I decided to, I said, okay, 
let me still go back to this thing. I think this thing is good because then I think I have, I, I have, um, I've, I've gotten a little bit of like more understanding of what the tech space is all about. And I think I, I felt one, and one of the reasons why I chose tech was because there is this freedom tech gives to you. I, I do not, there's this, um, freedom, like you can be anywhere. You can do anything anywhere you are in the world. You can connect with people, you know, anywhere. And so when I came to understand what tech is all about, I went back. I said, no, I will finish this thing. I will get into this fellowship. I must do this fellowship. That was that was what I said. I said I must get I must get into this fellowship. When the first time I did not um, get in. I went back to review my. In- I went back to review everything, um, my application. I I went back to review my responses. I went and I understood what they wanted, and so I did. I did more research and understood what they wanted, and that was. And I now have a reason why I must get into this space, and so um, when. The co um, the twenty twenty three cohort for the twenty twenty three class came out. I applied and I got in. Getting into the fellowship, I knew I I didn't really know how the fellowship, how taxing it was. I have never experienced something like that. Even when I was in the university, I don't go to class and stay for four hours straight, like and have just a few minutes break. I I I don't go to class and say like four hours highest it's just two hours and you are you are done with lectures and you go back to the hostel and all that but this fellowship was very taxing i wouldn't like especially going back and starting again you know html because for, for we to do the um, the, the back end we have to start from the basic html css then when we got into no js itself it was not easy there were days I said I'm tired. I told them, I, I told my friend recently that sometimes I, I, I remember I, I wish I used to say, Why did I even choose tech? Why? I should have just picked to psychology. After all, psychology is easy. It's just you know, you have to talk to people, you 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 help people that have mental illness, you know, you go to the hospital, you sit to talk to people, you help people. But why did I choose tech? And then when I, I look back and I and I look back and I said no, I have a go. This tech, people that are in that tech, they don't have two heads. <laughs> no. People that are in that tech, they don't have two heads. That was what I said. And I, I want to also go back to um, a bit of just asking a question about we get sometimes get in our own way because we... I, I, I was like, okay, why did I choose this tech? Why? Why? Psychology is easy. I was like, ah, let me say it in pigeon like oh boy this this psychology which you even carry which you carry me enter tech that's in, in nigerian pigeon i like would you carry me go tech why i no just stick to my psychology i'm like why did i stick to it why didn't i stay there but i had a goal and um one of my goals is to see that i think i've always had to have a hub a tech hub of where i teach people where women can come and be vulnerable, you know, and where I help more women to get into tech and where I help more women to see the opportunities that are in tech. Because I noticed that in tech, um, you don't have to know, how will I put it? You don't need to have maybe a godfather or something to um, to get a job. You don't need to know somebody. Because I've had issues where you want you apply for a job. If you don't have one person at the top, you will not get the job. But I, I, I noticed that in tech, what will help you get the job is your skills. Is your skills, is what you can do. Not who you know, but what you can do. That was one of the reasons why I said I won't give up. Because I, I don't need to pay anybody to get a job here. I can get, once I know what I'm doing, I can get a job. And so, well, uh, so that was one of the reasons why I didn't give up. I, and I, because I believe it is your, 
and it is your skills that will get you the job, not because you know somebody. And so, I believe that if you, and another thing is, if you put your mind to do something, you can achieve it no matter what. My bad laptop, I didn't even mention it. I got, um, I, I, I had to get a loan from my mom to buy a new laptop. I got another laptop. That was because I was determined that I must get into this tech by all means. I, I took out a loan with my mom and got um, a new laptop so that just because I want to be to be able to do the Women Texas Fellowship, because I really needed to be part of the fellowship. So I took out a loan and I got a new laptop from my mom. I took out the loan from my mom and I got a new laptop, which was what I used throughout the course of the fellowship. And I'm still using, I'm still using the laptop up to now. So um, I think taking out that loan is also showing that I was determined and, I've, and I'm happy I've gotten into the tech space because today when people want to address me, they will say, ah, you will be tech sister now. Like, they're like, eh, you, you are. I, I, now people see me as someone that is in tech. My friends come when they have issues with, maybe they have some issues, they will just call, oh, Joy, please help me. Oh, like, any, anytime they have technical issues, they'll just call me, oh, help me. They have technical issues. Is um, The first, the go-to person is me. They'll call me. I remember a friend calling me that, oh, she's having issues. She can't register for this. She can't do that. Can I help her? I'm like, I, I, I would just like, but I'm happy that they could reach out to me. And I'm getting, although I've, I'm not where I want to be yet, but I know I'm on track. And I, and I don't think I'm giving up anytime soon because I must get to that, that goal of becoming a woman in tech, a woman in tech, helping other women getting into the tech space. I will achieve it. I love it. I think that's just, that's so, it's such an inspiring story. And I, not only how you've helped yourself, how you help others, how these there are these global organizations that have these programs to create these opportunities, I think is amazing. And that a lot of these resources that we're talking about are global from W3 to data camp, recode camp, like they're all you know available. And I think that that's, you know, so inspiring um just sort of the, like this education is out there i'm on a lot of facebook groups there's a lot of people on linkedin i follow so once you kind of get into it you start gravitating to finding the the people who speak about the things that you want to learn and building community so when did you become a tech maker ambassador um i i got in this year and this is my first time of applying i've read stories of Ladies applying. Some former says they've applied. This is not the first time, but I was surprised. I applied. This is my first time of applying for the Women Tech Makers Ambassador Program, and I got in. And this so I'm year, excited. welcome. This year, I heard they had a lot of applications, and I know a lot of. I heard of a lot of people who didn't get in. Like the first year, I'd never heard of it before. I applied. I got in, and they didn't think much of it but I think they've also grown significantly I remember last year I believe they were saying there were 1,000 global women tech makers and now there are 3,000 global women tech makers and so our community is growing and it's a small number but to me it's an impactful in in the fact that I've been doing I started with this audio summit so I did one for International Women's Day and I interviewed eight women tech maker ambassadors and that was the first time I got to just see how powerful and inspiring these women are and how collaborative. And then I did another audio summit for Google IO. And then this uh, fall, I basically opened the stage and we've been doing these interviews. So you're one of 18 interviews that I'm just so pleased to share uh, because we get to put this message out to others about these journeys and that these journeys, they all start somewhere. They all started from being kind of an outsider to an insider. And yeah. they all took a, a fair amount of resilience and grit and determination. And yeah. they all end in giving back to the community and helping others and then continuing to grow their voices and their ability to inspire others, which is just so amazing. So as we wrap this up, what advice do you have for people and take as long as you, you, you want to just, you know, share, share that advice and maybe some of the things you saw in the women that you've mentored and, and helped into these programs, that sort of transformation that you've seen there. Okay. Uh, okay. So um, what I have is that um, don't be scared. 
don't be scared to do it. Just don't just start. Don't don't be scared. As um though yes, the women in the tech space they are not much, but don't don't be scared, don't relax, don't don't allow anybody make you feel you are not good. I, I don't 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 allow what they are saying get to you because you are you are bigger than what they are saying. You are not what they say you are. Because when I look back as when I asked that guy question and the way he responded and the way he was behaving, I think now if it was if then was now, I don't think I would have reached out to him because now I have um a community of women that I can reach out to. So um, if if you were looking for look for opportunities, there are lots of opportunities there, especially for women. Don't give up. Go for it. You can do it. That baby girl lifestyle you want to live, you can live it. It's possible. They said tech um and STEM is not a women's stuff. STEM is for everybody, no matter your gender. Don't allow your gender to limit you. Don't say because um because you are a woman you can't do what you want. You can be whoever, whatever you want to be. Don't allow anybody to stop you. Don't allow what they what they are saying. Don't allow the distractions, the noise and say, oh you're a woman, you can't get to that level, you can't do that thing, you can't be who you want to be. Oh you can't become that um that top senior senior developer. You can't become that senior executive no you can be whoever you set your mind to do if i can do it if i can come from psychology into software development no technical background I've no science course i've nothing no tech background i can come from psychology to tech then you can if i can do it you can do it don't give up there's light at the end of the tunnel never give up keep on being you Keep on being the woman you are and don't allow anybody to make you feel less of yourself. Yes, you might feel you might have imposter syndrome at the beginning, but with consistency, dedication and perseverance, you will get to the top. Thank you. Well, I was gonna say with that, you know, that idea of imposter syndrome, I think part of it also is like when you are aligned with these organizations and you become a member. I feel like that to me eliminates imposter syndrome because it's like, I belong, I'm part of this group. And so for example, I've taken an interest lately in cybersecurity. I joined the women in cybersecurity organization. I'm in the conversation. I have now put together a chat with some of our other women tech makers and they're at all levels of cybersecurity. So I may just be at the beginning, but it I don't feel a sense of, imposter because I feel like I'm in the group, I'm in the club, I'm in the conversation. And so I think that aligning ourselves with groups and especially a lot of the groups I'm finding myself, even like I mentioned, cybersecurity is a women in cybersecurity. I'm part of an armed forces communications and electronics association. And I have completely connected with the women and they have been so welcoming. And when I talk about like my uh, studies in AI and machine learning, they they have immediately said, come to our stage, come share that with us. And and so even though I've never served in the armed forces, I'm not military. Uh, you obviously in your country, I, you were saying like you had that year of, of, of uh, service. Give me a little bit more about that just because that's new for me. Can you come again with your question, please? Oh, I was I saying, just, <laughs> I'm just kind of circling back to the beginning. You talked about a year of national service. And that's not something we do. Can you just give me a little bit more about what you do there? Oh, okay. So the National Youth Service is a one-year-long um, program. Um, you spend three weeks in a camp. We call it NYHC camp. So in that three weeks, it's just like they'll do like a military um, drilling and all that. But um, you spend three weeks there. After the three weeks, you leave and um, you go. You'll be posted to a PPA, that's a um, primary place of assignment. And so during my national youth service, I was posted to a secondary school um, as a teacher. So some people were posted to um, 
if you're a doctor, you'll be posted to a hospital, nurses, and people were posted to different offices. Some were posted to um, military, some work with the military in their barracks. So that's one year is the, the essence of the whole national youth service is just like um, getting to know the cultures and um, the cultures and believe of other other tribes. tribes and all and all because I am from um, I am from Benue State. I was born in um, Niger State. I grew up. I did my secondary school, my primary school in Niger State, and. Um, Although I came back to business for my university. So now during your national service, you will be posted to another state entirely. I was posted to Quara. So some my younger sister was posted to Bayelsa State. And um I and some of my friends were posted to other regions in Nigeria. So that's the essence of the national service. You go there just to foster unity and for unity, to foster unity. There you get to learn new things. You know, you learn new languages, you learn, you eat new food, you know, new culture, and you know, you try to integrate with the community. And so during that national service, you have the opportunity to do, um, there's what we call um, CDS, that's Community Development Service. So the CDS, you go for it every week, once in a week. And in that CDS, um, you, before the end of your service, there's a project you carry out for your community. Sometimes we go for sensitization, we go for community service, we go for like we clean, we go to schools, talk about um, different topics to sensitize the students. We go to the community, we go to the market, we clean, you know, we clean the community and all that. We, we try to bond with the community, you know, you learn something new. I think I, I, I really enjoyed my national aid service because I got to meet lots of new people. Most of the people I know now and some friends I have now was during my national aid service that I met them uh, because I'm someone that don't really travel. So I'm, I, I don't really travel. I'm always, <laughs> I, I don't really travel a lot like that. So so most of the friends I have now, I met them during my national youth service. And um, I, I think I learned a new language. I learned another language apart from mine. I, I met a lot of people from different parts of Nigeria, different cultures. And, and you know, you, you tend to stay together for a year because the school I served, we were given in this school. I, I lived inside the school. So I, I lived with other coppers. We had an accommodation where we had other core members there we live together like a family everybody you know you you each have your own but you you stay like a family you know when we are going for our cds we go together we laugh you know you joke you play you you talk you learn a lot from them and some people actually after their service from the service some people do get married you know they meet their husbands during the service and they get married some people get jobs through you know through that service some of them some people get retained in their place of primary assignment, so they don't need to go back home again. They just stay there and continue. So, I, I so that's the sweet thing about nationalist. I think the, my nationalist was one of the most. I think I was one of the best, one of the best <laughs> time of my life because I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of new people, and I think that was the first time I left home for a, for the first time for a whole year. No mom, no dad, no sisters, no brothers myself myself and other people and it was also a period of learning for me i it was i think that period was also a period of learning for me too because i tend to i i discovered that i can stay with people although i went to a boarding school during my secondary school but boarding school you have been you know people are guiding you but this one i was alone nobody to guide me or anything and i was able to live with people you know, learn from them. And it was fun. And it was also a learning process for me too. I thank you for sharing that because it's not something that we do in America. We have more of a men rep register for the draft. And if there's a draft, then they will go. But there's nothing. I mean, they have programs, but nothing that's sort of required. So I, I appreciate you kind of giving us a, a view into that since that's a, a new thing that I'm hearing about for the first time. And I think that uh, it, 
it, I can see the value and I can see all of the ways that that makes a lot of sense and ultimately serves the country and, and the individuals and helps in that growth and that transition out of home.